How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Hey, that's me. Sandra Carusi. And you're Dean Young. Yeah, I sure am. Sadly, though, uh, another loss in our uh, community, uh, Ralphie May, yes. this week. Yeah. Wow. Just so, as... I just saw him at Just for Laughs this year. It's always disappointing and sad and, you know, part of life, I guess. Yeah, that's scary stuff. For sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of life, I think. Yeah. Though, you know. You have to be a grown I could tell you don't want to talk about this. You have to be a grown-up on grown-up subjects, Dean. <laughs> I know. And we're going to have, we're, we're going to talk about some grown-up subjects and the relation to comedy because, uh, you know, comedy is a great uh, cathartic kind of uh, thing. Everybody knows I've used it to get through this cancer business uh, the best I can. And other people have too. And we have someone here by the name of Deb Kimmett. Comedian and storyteller who's appeared at CBC's The Debaters and uh, also at Second City. And um, you're bringing your solo show, The Year of the Suddenly, to Second City uh, about um, the aftermath of your brother's terminal cancer diagnosis. Deb, welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Good. Uh, Danish Anwar, welcome back. Hello. Toronto-based comedian, producer, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival you've appeared, GFL 42, CBC. And of course, you are known for your um, battle, roast battle series, Your Hood's a Joke. And it's coming back to the Toronto's Comedy Bar at the end of October. Yep, Halloween weekend, the 28th. Oh yeah, that <laughs> is too. Yeah. So Your Hood's a Joke is going quite well. Yeah, it's uh, going really well. We're uh, I've got actually a New Year's Eve show at the Panasonic Theater this year. Wow, look December at you. December 31st, 700 seats. I'm so broke producing that. Please come <laughs> to this show. <laughs> Please come. I've been planning this since April. I've sold a kidney. I hope people show up. How yeah. many tickets are you, have you sold? I have so far sold Two tickets. Okay, um, please, people. We're going to do a telethon. <laughs> but you know hold what? On, hold I, on. It's I, for New next, Year's Eve. It's four yeah. months out. Like, that's yeah, a that's good true. sign. That's yeah, a good no, sign. yeah. No, that is true. <laughs> As a producer, I always believe it, like how the opening and ticket sales goes. I get it. Yeah. 100%. Day, I do. day one, we started selling two tickets, and since then, zero. So <laughs> I like how he's saying this with he's wearing shades on the air, by the way, for the listeners mm-hmm. who can't You're see killing it. me. A lot of shame. A lot of shame. I do. I'm going to have to ask you to take just like two tickets sold. But what happened? stoned, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, you wanted to be, I but... wanted to be, but I couldn't this morning. I didn't have enough time. Oh, no. Oh, okay. It sucks. Stoners are oh, He's got to chew the thing and then swallow. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> now you get to see the world the way I see it, Danish. <laughs> it's scary enough. Very dark. Sober, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. So then later on in the show, we're going to have a call in from Gavin Matz. Um, and we'll hear from him. But right now, let's get into some fun stuff. Deb, as I say sarcastically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Because it's delicate, you know, and I, you know, over the years interviewing, you know, several hundred comics, uh, I always use it as an opportunity to learn something. And I've asked so many comics from the ones that come in here locally to Jim Carrey on the red carpet this year. How do I incorporate cancer into comedy? I want to bring it in my experience with it. And, uh, you know, Maria Bamford has encouraged me. I've talked about that. And so many comics have said, you got to do it. Deborah Giovanni was saying, you got to do this. And uh, so you have done it. 
through the experience with your brother with his terminal cancer. Yeah, yeah. well, it was it went on forever. Um, he didn't. Uh, he was terminal, but he didn't die very fast. And I was like, he, you know, and he was really profound at the beginning, and then it just got. He kept telling like the worst joke ever, and I was like. I could just help you with this if you just want that to be your final line. Just you know, you're saying all this profound stuff year one, and then year two, it was like getting into really bad jokes. And I just found the humor in how incompetent I was uh, as a sister. <laughs> and the other thing is, we never really cared for each other until he got sick, and we had this year where we actually got to know each other. And so it was it, the, the, my plays about that. It's the that one year where I went and took care of him, and and. Uh, we laughed a lot, but it was the laughter that comes when you, you know, you make plans and they don't go the way you think they are. And he was very funny. And uh, I think I found that out about him because he was completely different than me. Now, your wow. show, The Year of the Suddenly, uh, it's coming to Second City Toronto Stage. On the 17th and 18th. Yeah. Have you performed it before? Yeah, I performed it in the spring. And um, I was very emotional during the first performance. So, you know, I get that yeah. you wouldn't want to do it right away. And I felt like I was exposing myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Aah. But this time it's a lot simpler to do. And then I'm doing it down in Picton for a big theater. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to get a little tour of it going. It really resonates with people because when I did it, like you were saying, I didn't know if it was funny. I was doing a lot of stuff that when I got in front of an audience, it was really funny, which mm-hmm. I didn't quite know until I got in there. So it was good. Yeah. I think it's important when you're doing content like that. Um, and we've had uh, comics in here with disabilities and stuff, and we've yeah. talked about it. Just recently we had, I think it was last week we had him in. We were yeah. doing that all accessible tour, yeah. We yeah. had Jameis and Donald oh, and talking good. about that. Yeah. But even like we did that episode last, <laughs> our Christmas special last year. <laughs> that was just me, you, and Shelly Winters talking about how we have depression. <laughs> 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 we were all like crying yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how when you, when you talk about this stuff openly and you do, yeah. you turn it into comedy. It's funny the amount of people that will come up to you afterwards. Yeah, you just yeah, go, I never wow, knew this. All these years I was just doing straight comedy. Now I'm like, when I make them cry, they love me. <laughs> I get a standing ovation. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it was it's... also like I'm at an age where you just think, I might as well be honest. And yeah. I found that when I said all the rotten things I was thinking during this time, yeah. it, I got the laughs awesome. from that we all thought that. You know? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's a big part of this yeah. disease, actually, and people coping with it. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk more about, um, you know, depression. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... An integral part of comedy is honesty and uh, vulnerability and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about your hood's a joke and making fun of another guy's hood and my hood, uh, you have to have all those things. And if you're talking about a serious disease, that's all part of it. And I think people are turning to comedy more and more to help them through uh, whatever's going on in this world. So it's our job to uh, somehow make it funny. We'll talk more after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Inside jokes. We're well, talking we about go. jokes and funny stuff like cancer. Yeah. It's like rolling. Cancer. Well, we got it. And... Well, I'm back in treatment. I'm not lying about that. And, um, you know, I've got my big project, Comedians in Cars, uh, Driving Cancer Patients. Uh hmm. Our former producer, Vince Tedesco, and I, who's a survivor, um, we drive around and um, make fun of it, actually. <laughs> no, but we had good time uh, when he drove me to my radiation appointments last time. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And we posted some of those videos, and it went really uh, well, and people loved it. They just loved it because uh, we made 
light of our time with with being sensitive to people who might be going through it themselves or a family member. I mean, that's the big part of it. And we have Deb Kimmett now who um, courageously is doing a one-woman show on it because it's a subject matter. It's, you know, you don't know which way it's going to go. But, yeah, Deb, yeah. you said it's gone well. People really appreciate well, it. Well, they right? do. And everybody has somebody they know. And as a caregiver or a mm-hmm. person that you love, it's really hard because you're watching this with such powerlessness. But the... The other part is, like, I really admit that we didn't have a good relationship. So as you know, when you have cancer, people come around you that maybe you never liked to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I make a lot of, like, when I started to visit, he really didn't want me there because we didn't like each other, <laughs> wow. you know, and uh, just trying to find the honesty in that. But we laughed so hard during those times when you were going to the treatments or something, and sometimes I couldn't get him in the car, and he would just start telling me jokes to try to get me to get him in the car. And I said, they don't sound funny when you're telling them, but they were really a way for us to get through it. So it's good. Yeah, that's a, a side effect of cancer I did not, never thought of, <laughs> having to meet people that you don't want yeah, to see. Oh, that, my, that's the worst part. That's one of my jokes is, like, if you've never <laughs> seen them in six months, don't visit. <laughs> yeah, like, when exactly. they're in palliative. Like, that's I, the, oh, yeah. I want to see how bad they look. Yeah, and cancer, I, you know, and, yeah. I, and the other thing is don't start singing Amazing Grace or Go to the Light because that just yeah, Kumbaya. Uh, I was like, maybe they yeah. go to the yeah. light. What? <laughs> I don't want to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's Kumbaya. Go to the Light. Oh somebody said that, and I'm like, you go to the light. If you yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? I'm the, not the, believing <laughs> in the light. What if there is no light? Well, anyway. that's the one thing I've never been able to. Like, we had a friend in the comedy community here who passed away at the yeah. beginning of last year, Josh Haddon, and he actually he wrote a book called mm-hmm. The Funny Thing About Cancer, which was that's what it was. It was sort of him. You know, finding the comedy and cancer, and the, it was to go to hospital wards and and treatment centers and stuff, just for people to be able to sort of come to peace with this, I guess, right? But that's one thing I've never been able to wrap my head around is like how you make peace with that finality of it, right? And he, before he passed away, he you was don't so really because it's every day you live that day, and yeah. I think the thing is, we as the person watching it, I was thinking that, but my my brother just became more grateful for the things that he still could do. Yeah. So his 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 expectations changed. Not to say he wasn't mad sometimes. When he got mad, you know, that was also part of the deal. And and I realized I'm very therapy oriented and and I'm mm-hmm. a hypochondriac. Like I always said, my sister's a doctor and I'm a hypochondriac, which works really well. One <laughs> of them's a therapist, so I get both. Well and, your parents must be happy with yeah. you as a comedian with that kind of I want yeah, therapist yeah, the line sibling. Of, when you're a comedian who wow. actually is and I'm Googling my symptoms after I leave him because I'm like <laughs> I might catch it. Yeah. But mean people always last longer, so I'll be around forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> hypochondriacs last longer. Yeah, hypochond- that's they why do. I've done it. They and really I do. kept committed to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, we're talking uh, with our cast here of characters, Danish Anwar. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Um, you are still uh, doing great success with Your Hood's a Joke. And it's a roast battle series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's coming up in this roast battle series? Well, on the 28th, we actually have Dean Young on repping Stop Finland. It. Finland. Stop He's going to take on Somalia. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be Finland versus Somalia. What? You're going to hear some racist things I, coming I told, from Somalia. Yeah, I told Danish. <laughs> I, I said, well, because I'm, yeah, I'm representing Finland and I'm going up against Guled Abdi, who's, who's for Somalia. So I told Danish I was just going to get all my material from like my cousins and stuff back home, but then I won't be able to use any of it because <laughs> this is Toronto. I was going to say, say any of what they said. Do the me. people of Finland know that you're representing <laughs> the nation? Uh, the Olympics of the hoods a joke. I don't know. They're very stoic. Yeah, very, not a lot of comedy in Finland. I would no. love to watch. That's hilarious. What, oh, yeah. what were some of the funnier hoods versus hoods? Well, right now. 
I find that people really like international fights more than anything else because a bigger target, right? If you have like yeah. a, a country versus just uh, East Toronto, even even East versus West, that's like a fun thing to do in Toronto. Uh, but the funnest, the best battles were between places that are most well, like Scarborough versus High Park. That was a really fun. That was a fun fight. How was that a fair fight? <laughs> it was yeah. great. I it don't even great. know. Like, how do you do that? It, it's great. The thing is, you need to know as much as possible about you know the the city, and the more you know, the funnier it is. Which is why a bigger target is even is that much because if when you have. Italy versus Egypt. That was another fun fight that we had, and it was Who like. Who is Italy? I want to know. Uh, Sebastian Fazio. Okay. Um, so he repped Italy, and then he, you know, he was roasting Egypt. So you obviously you're roasting the other country, and it was a lot of jokes about you know the pyramids and how dry it is, and <laughs> you know comparisons to genitalia, that sort of thing. Pretty standard roast standard. stuff. <laughs> standard roast stuff. And then when it was Egypt's turn to roast Italy, it was all about you know the Italian moms and soccer and yeah. food and you know the mafia and stuff like that so you have more to play with when it's a country but november onwards i'm gonna add universities to it as well so oh, it's gonna one. be yeah we're gonna be very liberal with our definition of the word hood yeah so it's gonna be like york versus actually york versus uft is gonna be on new year's eve yeah. uh, at Good. the panasonic uh but before that we'll have like ryerson versus mcgill queens versus western things like that mm-hmm. get people out i mean we talk shit about each other all the time anyway yeah so. There's a long history between U of T and York, too, yes, so exactly. I know about it. <laughs> Julia knows, our producer. I was going to say, did you do Miss Saga v. Brampton yet? Miss, actually, no, but Miss Saga is going to take on Oshawa oh, oh, nice. on December was, oh. 31st at the Panasonic Who's Theater. Who's that? Who's that? Miss Saga, Catherine Naker. She writes for the Beaverton. Okay. Yeah, she's oh, great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oshawa, any random homeless person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. There's none there. Zero. Yeah. Just yeah. go to like whatever Trooper concert exactly. is playing that night and grab someone from the front. Yeah. The trooper. They have one weekly there, Trooper yeah. concert. Because they don't remember that they just had one, so they have another one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Uh, we're talking with Danish Anwar, Deb Commit, and more on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes. We're just laughing here, having fun. <laughs> Lots of fun. That's what we do. We have Deb Kimmett here, comedian and storyteller, who's been on The Debaters and on Second City. And she's got her one lady show, The Year of the Suddenly, at Second City, October 17 and 18. So, Deb, uh, where was your start? Where was your, um, what was that moment when you said, I'm going to do comedy, this is what I want to do? Uh, when I was uh, working at a aluminum company out in Rexdale, I moved to be That'll a serious <laughs> actress. <laughs> That'll do it. And they made me do. They made me serve the men lunch, and I was such a feminist that oh I would gosh. put little like weird things in their food for the boss because I objected to this. And these two guys that I served, they said we should take you to Second City. So I went down. I took a class, oh, and nice. within about eight weeks, I got hired there. And I worked there off and on, both as an actor and a teacher and a writer. And it was like a change, just like my training wheels. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And do you uh, mostly do the sketch or do you stand up as well? Well, I mostly do one woman shows and I've fashioned, I was saying before, mostly I do like uh, talks that go out to big companies. I do a lot of frontline worker, big conferences for, you know, hospitals and all that. So that's where I make my money. And then I go and do these little shows that make some money there. So, that's good. Yeah. You know, I've always, I love um, solo shows yeah. when artists do that. I yeah. think Sandra Badalini yeah. just did hers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to see Tim Iftimius 
Nassiopolis is in the summer. Yep. In the Fringe Festival, and uh, a lot of stand-ups are do do them. Um, and have what is the difference? Like, what is the key in a solo show? Well, I've always done uh, shows where I linked all my jokes together and called it a title, you know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's this. And meanwhile, it was all the old jokes that I repackaged. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then I put about 15 minutes in. This one has a point from beginning to end. And I do go off and there is some like what you'd call classic stand up. But it, it had to be have a whole theme. So I think it's a little trickier because you have to stick with one. And idea. It's less That's punchy. It's less punchy than a stand-up yeah. hour, for example. Well, you see, I don't do classic in a. But when I do the debaters, I do classic. Yeah, stand-up. that's what I meant. Yeah. So if you're doing like a solo yeah. show, it's an hour, but it's not an hour of joke, joke, no. joke, joke, joke. No, right? it's a point, kind of, and I keep okay, bringing yeah, back yeah, the point. Yeah. And um, as John Wing tells me. I take a paragraph to say what you could say in a sentence, <laughs> which I thought that was being female, but are being my family. Uh, yeah, so it's more storytelling, and I, I really tried to not worry about where the punchline was in all of this. And when I get up there, because I've got a ham bone, it just the punchline comes anyway. You know what I mean? You just trust it. I'm 60, so it's like I trust where the joke is now. Yeah. But I, when I was writing, I tried not to write into the joke because I just thought, well, I'm going to trust if I can hang this out for a little longer than I normally do. We have very different methods. For I know you do. I, I could be you, though. Danish. I like that. <laughs> like, punch it up. What do you mean? Wear shades, you know, smoke a bowl. Smoke a bowl. Take a bowl. Everything five that times. people See, know, know co- comedians. Yeah. So that's <laughs> just take a bong and just light oh, it up. I thought it was a Okay, a bong. Yeah, yeah, bong. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, a doobie, maybe. Yeah. Very yeah, yeah. Very hip. I've lo- I love looking at Deb while we're talking about those things. I like those words coming out of Deb's mouth. That Bowl so and cool. bong. You should do a solo show about that. Yeah, well, I actually asked my kids to buy me some CBD. I'm like, go to the weed store. And here's the cash. No, they're your, unmarked bills. Your kids are drug mules. <laughs> kids are drug mules. But mommy. it's like when I was a kid, your parents used to be able to send you to the corner store to pick up like a pack of DeMauriers yeah. for them. What? You know, your parents? What? What's going on in the Dean Young yeah, house? I know. <laughs> what the hell? This is now unacceptable. Now oil. Yeah. Now it's oil. Yes. And I just uh, have to ask Deb this question too, because I'm in my late 40s, and uh, women uh, of a certain age doing stand up. Well, in my case, stand up. Your case, solo show. Yeah. Bit of a tough sell, no? Well, it isn't because I have this other side that I do the comedy corporate. during the yeah. day. I call it. Yeah. You know, it's like I get to go to bed by nine. But I yeah. was doing this event at, in Hamilton for 750 sport volunteers, and sometimes I have this out of body experience where I'm like, I'm 60. And they're and, sports volunteers? Yeah, and yeah. I was like telling 10. hockey jokes. And I'm like, <laughs> my mom wouldn't be doing this. Like, I'd be, yeah. I should be thinking about retirement. But I, I was a comedian, so I don't have a retirement. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it is kind of weird sometimes as you get older to think that you're still doing this career that nobody before you... Not very many people yeah. at this age do, right? So when they have mm-hmm. nights like in stand up called like Stoner Sundays, like yeah, yeah, I'm not probably the one they're going to call for that. <laughs> I'd be like, stand up and keep your eyes. But a lot go of to work. I go out to the debaters and you know I come in yeah. with my little real estate jacket on, and they're like, um, are you the person that's in charge of the craft services? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> <Craft> the debater. <laughs> I'm the debater. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Danish. Yeah. Uh, on your hood's a joke. Mm-hmm. Returning to comedy bar October twenty eighth. In the past that you've done it, what's the worst? When did it go ugly? Did it ever go ugly? Nope. Surprisingly, four years, not one complaint. Come on. And you would think in today's culture, you'd get the odd complaint or something. The only time I had an issue was when a couple of years ago I had some subway ads running. 
And back two years ago, the format was slightly different, and I would create logos for each hood. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, and yeah. all of the logos are self-deprecating. So they would be it would be <laughs> something about the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. So like it was stuff like uh, the Bloordale Needle Knights, <laughs> and it would be like a knight, <laughs> yeah. a knight holding a heroin syringe, right? I love right? it. I love it. I was... The Liberty Village Royal Pains, <laughs> Les- Leslieville Stroller, Stroller Demons. Demons. I was on that oh, team. But yeah. what made people one. mad was the Scarborough logo, which was the Scarborough. Brap braps, and it was a finger gun with with the thing. And then I got complaints, be like, "You're." I wonder why. I don't yeah, know why. The roller one would be yeah, the worst in no, because people were like, "That's racist." Yeah, that's you're, right. You're saying that Scarborough's all about violence, but I'm like, "No, it would have oh, been if not. it was only Scarborough we were picking on. We we're picking on everybody. Every single logo was self-deprecating." But yeah. the other thing is, we I do a content warning. There's a content warning on the website, on all the promo videos, on the ticket, even on the door. I'll write, I scribble one, and before I start the show, I'll say one last time. This is a roast. If yeah. you're here, you're going to hear some things. If you don't yeah. want to hear them, leave. Yeah, so I that... actually do that too because I put a content exactly. warning. Exactly. Yeah. be an old woman speaking. You may, <laughs> you may not actually see her because she's invisible. In society. <laughs> you might not understand her. As an old her. woman aging on stage, be careful. But I, I, I love find you, that <laughs> these days that helps. These days yeah. that helps. Yeah. We're going to talk more about this uh, with Deb and Danish and Dean and everybody else with a D. Yeah. Um, on just content warnings. Like, that's how I know a show is good when I'm watching Comedy Network and stuff, when they have the great advisories ahead. We'll talk about it here on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Sandra Cruci on Inside Jokes, showcasing the best in comedy. Yeah. Inside Tokes, everything you want to know about Dan- <laughs> Danish's background as a dealer. I know that's, that's always true. welcome here. Uh, you yeah. have you have a shady brunch restaurant that you I operate. do have a shady brunch restaurant Lovely. that I operate out of my apartment, yes. Lovely. See, I do a real brunch restaurant, and I can't afford to book the Panasonic Theater. What's going on, <laughs> Toronto? This guy's on fire. That's New yeah. Year's Eve. So that, that's this is my cheap. grant system, okay? Like <laughs> The Canadian grant system doesn't recognize comedy, but the black market does. So. <laughs> this is his and GoFundMe. Exactly. Welcome back, Deb. And on the line, we have Gavin. Gavin Matz. Hey, everybody. Hey, the winner of 2017 Sirius XM Top Comic Competition. $25,000. Yes. I'm not sure how much of that gets taxed, so I don't know really how much it is. Four bucks. Yeah. Somebody, Canada. Uh, somebody did the math on that. I think you get to keep 19. Oh, oh seriously? Cool. Every comedian in the country was doing the math on yeah. this three months ago. <laughs> Come on. This that's is still our... a three-year salary. It's so still three great. years of comedy money, yeah. yes. Oh, that's good. Okay, well, good thing I didn't spend anything yet. So. Well, and actually, we have... I'll keep that in mind. Gavin's, uh, of course, a Vancouver-based comic, Danish. Have you ever had Vancouver uh, do your head Actually, joke? Yeah, uh, during the pilot taping, yeah. it was Vancouver versus Edmonton. We had Pete Johansson versus oh. Rob Pugh. Oh, oh beautiful. Yeah. It was such a great, one of my favorite jokes. It was a back and forth about mosquitoes. Yeah. And <laughs> Pete Johansson goes, there are 30 species of mosquitoes in, in, in uh, Edmonton, but sadly, none of them are deadly. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Rob Pugh goes, there are no mosquitoes in Vancouver because they all have hep C or AIDS. <laughs> so yeah. just like they were very fixated on the insect population of their respective cities. That's an interesting way to go. Yeah. It, oh no, it was, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. And people love, you know, like a West Coast uh, versus anything else battle in Canada. Yeah, that's true. Right? Well, right before the break, we were talking about, uh, Gavin, just to fill you in uh, with Danish on your hood's a joke. And if anybody gets offended and he says no, which I find 
find it hard to believe. No, again, it's because of, of the, the warning. warning. The, content the current warning. paradigm in comedy, at least from the audience perspective, seems to be that it's not enough to be in a comedy club to know that you're going to hear things. They want a warning like on TV that this is R-rated, that it's going to be... I mean, yeah, I mean, we can all shake our heads. I'm kind of not so stoked about it. But if, it's, if that's all it takes to stop people from complaining, it takes you three seconds laugh. of my time. It takes three seconds of my time to be like, there's, there's going to be a triple X rated show. Even if it's not, say it is. It'll yeah. cover you. And then that will that gives a comedian license to say what, what's on their mind. And it also gives the audience a chance not to listen. They'll just be like, okay, you know, I won't come to this show. And you know what? You don't want those people at your show no. if they're not going to listen to what you have to say without you know like reacting to it this way. Yeah. So might as well just do a quick, hey, this is going to be an X rated show. Take it or leave it. I think that's... The right way to go, too, because I think for some reason right now in comedy, we have this tendency to just, like, police yeah. ourselves for the audience. Exactly. Like, we have to, like, hold their it. hand. Kind of yeah. their minds what they're going to be offended by, which is the yeah. opposite of what comedy should be. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Absolutely. they're going to form their own decisions. Yeah, I'm going to throw you in this mix. What do you think about these content? What's your material like? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I really offend anybody. And if I do, I think I just smile enough to where people forget about it. <laughs> the comedy charmed. mix in Vancouver just recently put like a sign like on the outside of the door, like going into the club, like as a warning. And I don't know if that helps or not, but I think com- people complain all the time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. It helps. I find that it helps against the snowball effect when somebody after a fact says, hey, I heard so-and-so at a comedy show. Yeah. And then people jump on and be like, yeah, that's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Get that comic off the stage. But if somebody pipes up and says, did you know you were going to hear X-rated material? Yeah. That's what stops other people for snowballing and, you know, taking your side. Because yeah. it's not like you were surprised as an audience member if there's a warning. That's really what a warning That's does. That's true. It's just a it disclaimer. It takes the teeth away from yeah. the from the complaint. Yeah. Like, you knew what was going on. You ch- paid the money. This is a safe space for people who like dark humor. How about that? Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, don't you know? Don't go there. So yeah. That. So I think that it's it's a small but very significant step to making sure you have a good time. Deb, what's the I most? Al- oh, Gavin. I also think people like to complain about it because yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like everybody knows about, about like the conversation. Like, oh, it's we're we're all PC. So there's always like somebody. I think they just like to do it. Just. Just because everybody's doing it, they like to complain. Yeah. Like if you go look at a Google review, which I like to do for like all the comedy clubs, you're gonna see one review where they're like misogynistic jokes, like one out of five stars. Oh, good mm-hmm. God! <laughs> you should do that though. Good you should go golly. look at Google reviews for comedy clubs. <laughs> God, Gavin, what's the most offensive thing you've said? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I have offensive comedy anymore. But when I started, I definitely was making uh, jokes that were against the grain to be edgy on purpose. I think everybody does that. That does happen. Everybody does that. I remember I did this thing very early on where I was like, I would recite Old Dirty Bastard lyrics (laughs) as Gilbert Gottfried, which was so hack anyways. That's like a radio bit, but I did that. And let me tell you something. If you don't hit that Gottfried voice 100%, You're just a man yelling the N-word on stage. (laughs) Oh, dear. A white man from Finland. That's right. Oh, my God. I'm cringing for you. Deb, what's the most offensive thing you've said on stage? Well, I I sort of do very middle of the road, too. But what I find funny is what people get offended by. Mm -hmm. And I had an older person have some kind of stroke or something and they had to be carried out by the ETR. People gave me for making the show go longer. Hey, that's a Because they had reservations. <laughs> that's, a that's an old person. That's a person that's like, we have dinner reservations and you, that matinee went longer. And oh, like, dear. So you're like, really? That's human nature right there. Yeah. We're talking on Inside Jokes with Danish. 
Deb, and on the line, Gavin Matz, are the winner from t- 2017 SiriusXM Top Comic. More after the break on Inside Jokes Top Radio, AM 640. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640. Pants optional. Talk Radio, AM 640, Inside Jokes. There's laughter in the room. What's going on? That's offensive. Well, I love the fact that he figured out the money that he'd have left over because he's a producer at the Panasonic <laughs> with two tickets sold. And he's like, 19000 The guy could still lend me money. Actually, <laughs> you know, like it's called an investment. You know? Gavin, yeah. we're feeling for Danish Anwar, who's rented the Panasonic Theater, New Year's Eve premium uh, 700, how many seats is it? 700 seats. Yeah. I've been planning this since March. Yeah. So yeah. I've been a little uh, extra. Who's, who's on that bill? Well, uh, I don't remember all the names, uh, <laughs> but one of the, some of the fights are fun. Apparently it's, Gavin Matz is on it now. Gavin Matz. Pay your way. Hey, yeah, he's, uh, he's the number one sponsor. Uh, it's, it's a we bringer. Got, we got East Toronto versus West Toronto, uh, which is Leonard Chan versus Brian Ward. I've uh, got India versus Brazil, Raheel Sheikh versus Carol Zoccoli. Uh, Carol Zoccoli is actually she pretty is famous in Brazil, yeah. Comedy Central Brazil, and also a great roast writer. Um, Iran versus China, got Fouad, who was mm-hmm. on Homegrown, yeah. runner-up on Homegrown, versus yeah. a new comic from China, Cassie Cow. Uh, and also like some like provincial battles like Quebec versus Nova Scotia, uh, Miss Saga, Oshawa, we already talked about. Yeah, And I think there's a boulevard versus cul-de-sac <laughs> <laughs> oh and of course uh, York versus U of T is also happening yes. York being repped by Anna Maria Stoich who was also yes. on the finals of top Series Exam Top I Comic love Anna. Yeah. Yeah. so Gavin yeah. how was the whole experience the whole Top Comic experience oh it was it was so I had such a good time like I feel like a lot of people were kind of stressed about it but I was just happy to like get to be in Toronto it was the first time I was in Toronto so I just like was hanging out sightseeing and then went and did the show and it turned out good. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you too, like, you know, because top comic is always such a mix of where people are at in their careers. Like you have comics on there that have been at this for 20 years. You have people mm-hmm. that are a couple years in you're what, like four years in or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm four years in. So for you, like that's, you know, you, of course you get the two just for laughs festivals with that. You take home the, the purse of money. So what's, that's a pretty big milestone rather early on like what what are your plans for sort of the next thing because i know some people as danish was saying earlier like comics would sit around going well here's what i'm going to do if i have that money (laughs) what would you do like what's the plan are you going to produce something are you going to go hit the road and go on tour are you just gonna live for a while i i I put it i put it all in a tfsa oh look at that and and i'm just gonna sit on it until after i do uh montreal and i'm gonna start my visa Sorry, Gavin, are you Hello. 75 years old? Yeah. What's happening here? Uh, <laughs> this is my, I was going to say, a smart comic. Whatever. Yeah, this is really you have no place in this business. I have to well, Google what a TFSA well, is. but to spend. Like, I, I'm, I'm buying these Gucci slip-ons this week. And, <laughs> so That's better. Thing. Yeah, I was hoping to hear a drug component. And <laughs> do, you wanna, and blow. do you want to pay down, help me pay down some mortgage debt in exchange for... <laughs> Five minutes on some mildly attended Toronto stand-up shows. <laughs> mildly attended. Sounds like a great deal. Yeah. Oh, my god. Sounds good. It's a spicy deal. <laughs> no, good for you. I mean, uh, look at you with the TFSA. Mm. Yeah. Tax-free yeah, savings account. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just don't want to uh, mess up and lose it, and then everybody would be like, oh, remember that time Gavin won a bunch of money and then lost it? 
<laughs> That's actually I mean, really smart. Wow. He's going to lose it anyway. Might as well spend <laughs> yeah. it on everything. <laughs> Just go full Bieber with it, yeah. I don't know if you're going to get that sponsorship money you're yeah. looking for. Dan. I can see why I'm not getting yeah, any sponsorships. You'll, you'll lose your money anyway. Do you want to invest? <laughs> okay, let's talk about best comedy advice you've ever been given, Deb. Um, don't wait for them. If they're oh. like a laid back audience, don't wait. Just get in their face and tell them to get on your train. Great advice, by oh, the way. Yeah. Great advice. I've seen so many. I think we've talked about it on here before. Comics who just push through. The pros do this. Yeah. And regardless of, because you know the material works just because mm-hmm. it's not working for this crew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to push through it, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Danish? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the best comedy advice I ever got was write what you know. Because you know, yes. when you first start off, you started writing everything you've heard. A lot of like, like Gavin and Dean said, like stuff, quote unquote, edgy jokes that you think is going to make people laugh. So when you start, you try to try yeah. all these generic hack. stuff. It's very yeah. hack things, you know, abortion, the Holocaust, Catholic <laughs> Church, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, we've covered it all now. Exactly. That's... Imagine someone tuning <laughs> in. Childhood. Time out. Someone is tuning in right now to the conservative yeah. talk yeah, radio yeah. AM 640. I think there was a warning. There was a warning. Yeah. Content warning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can, can but, yeah, but then uh, I, I forget where I read this, or it's just about uh, pretty much every pro comic will tell you this. Write what you know, because yeah. that, that's what's unique about you. That way, if nobody can steal it either. If somebody else yeah. wants to do jokes about being a brown dude from Russia, it will be very, very obvious. Tough sell. Yeah. Gavin? And, oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh, the best advice I got was yes. from uh, Ivan Decker. He said the, that I was covering my face with the mic. <laughs> And to like lower the mic so that people could see my face because I wasn't getting like the reactions I want. That I think that was like the simplest best see? advice I've gotten. Yeah. Right? So true. Yeah. Uh, Dino? <laughs> well, even like Danish was saying, like the just you know, because the struggle, especially your first couple of years, is like, what's my voice? What's my identity up yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start just generating material from your own life and from your own perspective, that's exactly when you find out who you are. Yeah. Which I think it was amazing. Gavin taking home top comic this year. It's mm-hmm. like Here's someone who obviously, like, at, even at this stage, he's knows exactly who he is on stage and exactly what his voice is, and yeah. that and, took him all the way. And how know? long have you been doing it, Gavin? Uh, since I was 19, so four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Four years. I was in high school 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Dean. Yeah. What's your best advice, Dean, did I ask you? Uh, for ga- or in general, best comedy Comedy, yeah. I, I just think that, just like, d- don't try to emulate anyone. And actually, yeah. you know what? My, my favorite thing that I ever heard, I think it was from Tig, actually. Yeah, it was at one of the panels here at JFL 42 a couple of years ago. She just said, the best thing you could do in comedy is not worry about what anybody else around you is doing. Because you'll go insane. All you need to focus on is your material, your stage time. You can't worry about ever, what everybody's getting or what you didn't get or whatever everybody else is doing. Dad, Just stay yeah, in your well, own lane. She told me, don't sleep with a warm-up act. So I was <laughs> completely blown away by that. And that was 20 years in. So, <laughs> Gavin, you know what I mean. Oh, my Four God. Four years and you got things. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, this has been good. We have uh, one more segment. We're going to come back and wrap it up on uh, the show about comedy, Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sander Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. 
I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip is update your condo evaluation. Do you know what your condo is worth? Because right now, the condo market is hot. Typically, condos were evaluated every year or two. But with today's hot condo market, if your condo was assessed even three months ago, it's time to have a reassessment. Know what your condo is worth. Call or email me for an evaluation and reassessment. I can help you. So they can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. Talk Radio AM 640, Inside Jokes. Um, Danish Anwar and Deb commit in studio with Gavin Matz on the phone. And I think the way Danish and Deb are getting along, there's going to be a mashup of your hood's a joke <laughs> with her solo show talking about her brother's terminal cancer. Yeah. Really I think hilarious. Your yeah. cancer's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Your diagnosis mm-hmm. is a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, and, me and Deb so, should do that, yeah, a roast on that. Yeah. A See, I mean, we'll get at least four tickets sold. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's book a bigger venue than the Panasonic yeah. and be really Come on, we'll do the world. We'll get Gavin to book it for us with all his cake. Yeah, and, I'll fund it. Yeah, for sure. Because Anwar, I don't know, man. I'm uh, Danish. I, I'm feeling the shakes mm-hmm. right now. Oh, your... my God. I've been feeling it since April when I booked the thing. People okay. do last minute. Yeah. 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 We do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Deb, you've got your show coming up. Uh... Tuesday, Wednesday at 730 at the John Candy Theater on 99 Blue Jays Way. And it is, despite what we've talked about, very funny. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's only 70 minutes. And I like to see you can be home early. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And uh, Danish. Sweet. Well, God, your hood's a joke. It's a monthly roast battle. Next one's October 28th, then November 25th. And the New Year's Eve show is December 31st at the Panasonic Theater, downtown Toronto. Uh, and uh, Gavin on the phone, you've got a uh, drop in a... My album, it, well, it came out the day after Top Comic. It's called Premature. It's half sketch and half stand-up. Oh, nice. And if you want to, like, stream it, that'd be cool. You don't have to buy it. Just stream it. Stream it where? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, everything. And so just a business question. I'm just going to throw it out there. How the hell are you going to make money if you're streaming it for free, bro? <laughs> well, well, I think I get money off the streams. Okay, just check. Yeah, well, yeah. TFSA Mommy, is and he's rich now. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, Dean, what do you got? Uh, I have my album coming out November twenty fourth. <gasps> Life hack. Look at you, right? And that's the day I turn uh, thirty four. So please buy my album because that's going to oh, be God. a dark day for yeah, dark old Dean Young. Sweet. Well. Yeah. And me, I am uh, just going to do some more treatment, and uh, I'm trying to debate if I cancel all my shows or what I do. It'll, it'll look cool if I cancel my shows due to illness. I think about that every day, what? and I'm not even sick. Well, mentally, maybe. Uh, every day, I'm shows. Like, yeah, I cancel everything. Cancel a show due to illness. Yeah. I don't know. Every I don't know day. what to do. How close of a show to the show date do I have? Should I cancel it? Day of, man. Be a rock star. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hours before. No, I'm talking as if people actually go because I'm there. That's yeah. the funny in this whole thing. <laughs> people don't care. I have backups. They I got do, other though. comics you on the show. Oh, sure. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, that's all. That's why I hire you, Dean, to say stuff like that, bro. <laughs> Hi, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for your weekly listings. Don't miss Deb Kimmett with her solo show, The Year of the Suddenly, playing October 17th and 18th at the Second City, Toronto. And Your Hood's a Joke returns to Toronto's famous comedy bar, Saturday, October 28th. And don't miss Gavin Matz's new album, Premature, now available on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere fine comedy albums are sold. (laughs) 
Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for your comedy RX. This week, remembering Ralphie May. Y'all ever smoke with somebody who asks dumb questions? Yeah. That's my pal Billy Wayne. He always has stupid questions, and they always start off exactly the same. Dude. Yeah, Billy Wayne. Dude. What? Dude. One time, I mean, we were, we were plastered, right? And uh, Billy Wayne asked a, a really philosophical question. I mean, it was like the most um, unique, thought-provoking question he's ever asked. And it was like, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude. What? Dude. Don't rush me, man. Don't rush me. Okay, what is it, Billy Wayne? Dude, if you could smoke weed with anybody throughout the history of the world, who would it be, dude? Whoa, that's a good-ass question. The question was so good, it almost made me sober. I'm like, damn. You think like Snoop or Willie Nelson? Those are great choices. I smoked with both of them. It's awesome. I took it old school. I thought about it for a while, and I said, Jesus Christ. I know. I know. Over here in the Bible that y'all like, uh-uh, I ain't laughing at this one. You ain't getting me laughing at this one, fatty. He ain't a very good Christian. Why? Because I want to hang out more with Jesus? I think that makes me a great Christian. Maybe one of the best Christians of all time, because I want to kick it more with Jesus. And some of y'all are like, well, he ain't from good people. Hey, don't even go there. My family's very religious. We're half Catholic. Thanks to Alicia Carusi, my little baba, my little niece. Like, she's all grown up and everything. We got cute and Julia, my other kind of unrelated niece. So cute. Thank you for helping out. Thanks to Gavin on the line. Thanks to all my guests today. Please tune in each and every week. Coming up next is the Dating and Relationship Show. <laughs> Stick around for that. Yeah, it's a riot. Oh, you got to hear the stuff we cover on there. That's the after 9 p.m. programming here on yeah. AM640, where we do have an advisory. <laughs> and everybody's naked, and we're just like, whoa, 1970s, whoa. I'm Santa Cruzzi. Thanks for listening.